Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ED. Yo. They're throwing a lot of money around. I guess that's what happens this time of year, huh? It's that time of year. Yeah. It's that time of year. I was just born too soon. I, I was just <laughs> hoping just to, to get a remnant. You know what I mean? <laughs> Boy. Boy. This, <laughs> this is the Believe in 49ers podcast. On Believe, he is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. A lot of movement. A lot of movement. Uh, Niners lose some. They sign a big one. Uh, we'll get into that as well as we start to break down this this first couple of days of free agency for the Niners. Uh, we'll flash back a little bit to last week too. There there was some news that that we missed as well inside the division. So we'll talk about that. Also, we want to encourage you and remind you, as always, to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. You can hit us up on social media, get involved in the conversation. I'm at Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at WatchRayRay. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. That's four underscores. Uh, as in the number of big-time free agents that Niners fans are hoping that they sign without much cap space. I don't know how that works. Um, anyways, as always, we are brought to you by the fine folks of Believe. It is, look, it's one of my favorite times of the year, right? I mean, and I, I know how much ED loves this time of year. March Madness, we're talking about college basketball, the NCAA tournament. Um, Bet, Bet Online has you uh, covered for all your NCAA tournament needs. It's that time of year where it takes center stage. And so if you're looking to wager this year, bet online, the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including the bracket contest where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting, and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online, where the game starts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, so, Ed, um, uh-huh. lot to get to here. Lot to get to here. I, I, I guess the the main thing is, look, there were a lot of corners that this team were was linked to, mm-hmm. and you talk about Gilmore. Um, mm-hmm. you talk who there, there's another one out there. I'm, I'm forgetting his name right now, but there were Gilmore was the main. Oh, JC Jackson. Jackson, the guy yeah, that went Jackson. to the, the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- those were probably kind of the biggest fish in terms mm-hmm. of corners, right? And, and and the Niners were linked to both of them, uh, in terms of having interest. But here they go, uh, signing uh, Shavarius Ward from the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't know, a part of me feels like he may have been their guy the whole time. Um, maybe some of that other stuff was just mm-hmm. fluff. Because yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Kyle and John oftentimes move in silence. Yeah. And and so for them that, you know, their name to be out there in terms of link to this dude, link to that dude, 
Um, I mean, that's nothing that we've never really seen much of. Um, I mean, they, they typically don't necessarily really go big game hunting in free agency, you know, if if my memory serves me correctly. Um, and so uh, for me, it kind of had that feel like, uh, yeah, 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 we're this guy, this guy. You know, you didn't really hear any talks about them and Ward, and all of a sudden Ward is the guy. Yeah. Uh, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts? Um, okay, as far as someone being your guy, I, I, I look at it this way. When you're going into free agency, um, you're going to look at the players that you need, whatever positions you need filled, okay? So you go look at the guys that are out there and what's the fit? What's the fit? What's the cost? Because because that's the thing. Like, the, the you know, you're going to have everybody scheduled and, and these are the tiers. And we would like this player, but we can only pay this much. We would, we are willing we can work with this player. This player can do the job that we need uh, at the next level, but we don't think that that's it, the talent level is there, but we still think we can get by. So you're going to have guys slotted a- accordingly. There's no different than you, you would going into a draft, you, you know, like, okay, with this guy, we, we see as a first round talent, this guy we see as a fifth round talent. Doesn't mean that's how they're going to pan out, but, the, but you have an approach on and a mindset on how you think that guy um, physically and, you, you know, it, how he's going to fit within your system. That's free agency. So whether they had him, whether they were attached to those other guys or not, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You're right. They normally tend, this group, John and Kyle, have tended to keep things, you know, pretty, you know, close. You know, pretty you don't tight, get a, right? Pretty they, tight. They pretty tight. You don't get a lot of, no. you, you know, they just let the rumors be the rumors they don't really answer to them too Trey much Lance last year right yeah, yeah they don't really get into it too much and that's something you've seen so now back to got it they got they got one of the best guys out there you got someone that they got somebody who fits I mean he's long he's aggressive he's a playmaker he's played in big time games um he's grown up in a system where the expectations are to win championships um and um, he's performed against top-level competition. He has everything that, that you need at the position. Um, he can tackle. Um, he's a multi-system player. So that's a win. That's a win. And you got him, obviously, at a price that you felt com- comfortable with moving forward. Uh, good money for him. I believe he was a free agent coming into the league. Uh, which is another thing, you know, I've always told you, because I'm not sure about it, but I, I think, I do believe he was a free agent um, come again. Let me get um, research on that. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, get research on that. But, um, but with that being said, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I think so. You know, that's what I've always said about corners too. You know, you know, you know my opinion on drafting corners and, and, um, and well, DBs in general, drafting DBs and, and wide receivers early. There's, there's just really no need, in my opinion, because you can find you can find a tough, fast kid that can play the position that has the right mindset. And you don't have to put that you don't have to put that into them. And you and once they show you that they can play, then you pay them like that because it's it's just a, it's such a volatile position and guys come and go so quickly. Uh, but yeah, enter the league as an undrafted free agent. There we go. There we go. Um, I, I, you know, the hits in the head come in sometimes, but every now and then I remember a guy. Uh, but but that's that's the thing about this is this is a good pickup. This is a good pickup. He's the best corner on the team. So so he, he, he immediately he's right? immediately the best corner on the team. 
So, so that's, that's, yeah, and, and that's no knock on E-Man, but now with he and E-Man as the corners, Jason Verrett comes back. If Jason, if, if Verrett comes back and Verrett is healthy, he and Verrett, because I'm, I'm sorry, if Verrett comes back and Verrett is healthy again, he, he will, he, he's going to, you got to put him on the field somewhere. He's just too good. So about that, right? Okay. Like if, I'm, I agree with you. I mean, E-Man, E-Man becomes the number two guy, and that's kind of what you want, right? And so you, you sign Ward. Do you do you bring back Verrett on may, maybe like an incentive type of deal? Or like how, how does that how does that work? How does that look? I well, I know you know what that a lot of that is going to depend on um, both the both parties. Okay, number one, what are you going to? Um, what's your what's your thought on playing him? Um, because Jason is probably going to go, he's going to go somewhere or want to play somewhere where he has an opportunity to play. Because think about if you are on a prove it contract, you got to be on the field to prove it. Yeah. Correct. So there's no reason. So if you're saying that you're not going to play me or give me an opportunity to truly compete for a starting position, I can't prove anything. So if I can't, if I can't in this league, if I can't be one of your top three corners playing all the time, then I can't prove a thing. And if that's the case, then I got to go somewhere else. So that would be the drawback for, for JV. Um, if I'm the Niners, how do I feel about my corner situation now? How do I feel about the development of Emmanuel, of Thomas? Because remember, I put Kaplan into Thomas last year. Um, you have um, Lenore. How do I feel about the development of these guys? Because that's going to come into play with Jason. Be seriously, because every snap that he takes is a snap that they, those other guys can't take. So how do I feel about him? Do I think those guys will be ready to actually contribute this year? And if so, then that right there is going to come into play. So that's, 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 you got to think about all of that when it, when it goes into that position, but what the Niners did do, we've been saying it, and I've said it the entire time. You, you got to upgrade that position. Um, you, you gotta, you gotta get more guys that you feel comfortable with at the cornerback position, uh, because that has been an issue. I'm not gonna say it's been a liability, but it's been an issue to where you had to have guys. It, it, it hasn't been a liability getting got to the NFC championship. So that's what I'm saying. It wasn't yeah, a liability. I mean, first half of the season, it certainly was right. I mean, they, it, they was, it was an issue. Point. It cost you games. Yes. It was yeah. costing you games. Now you got some things worked out and you figured out how to work with it. So that's why I'm saying it wasn't a liability. When, when something is a liability, case in point, the 49ers quarterback situation two years ago, the quarterback room was a liability. Your starting quarterback went down. You couldn't find a person in the Bay Area that could actually play quarterback and run the team. That's a liability. That's what I mean. When, there's, when you can't fix it, when the coaching scheme – um, you know, trick, there's nothing that you can do to fix it. That's when a position is a liability where you just don't have the talent base. That's not the case for the 49er secondary. There's some talented guys in there. They just got to grow up and learn how to play the game. So that's where you are now. So, so that's how I feel about that. But now bringing in war, as I say, I, I feel real good about the corner situation right now. Cause you know, you got two solid starters in E-man and, um, and war, you, you know, you have those guys that you could do it. Now the question is going to be what type pressure? Because we know one corner is war. That's that's a given. What type what type of pressure are those guys going to put on each other to to raise the level at that other position? 
because Ward's already going to put the pressure on him. I've been there. He, he's already going to feel it, and he's already going to up his game because he's the new guy in town. He's just got the contract, and he knows all the eyes are on him. So he's going to he's going to push himself. Those other guys, who's going to put who's going to raise their level to say I'm going to outplay this guy because I want his money. That's that's how things get fun, and that's how teams get better, um, and that's how guys push one another. So that's that's what I see right there. Um, but yeah. I don't, that's, that's my take on that. I think that that was as far as who we can get it. We're going to get into who they lost, but as far as who they, who they brought in, you needed that position. You got someone at that position. And I think that prevents you from having to go into the draft looking at that position. Yeah. I mean, that, that was, that position was number one priority. Um, yeah. Like going yeah. into this. Awesome and obviously look, it was the first thing they took care of. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So Traverius Ward coming over from the Chiefs, uh, signing a three-year deal. Guaranteed money is in the range of twenty-five to twenty-seven uh, million um, per se. So, yeah. So, so, so we'll see. In terms of uh, in terms of guys, they lost. This is the Believe in Forty Nineers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, Summer Sean Haylock. Uh, Niners uh, lose some guys. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I shed a third tier. Uh, DJ Jones left the building. Um, it, it gave me, gave me Kerry Hyder vibes from last off season. Um, <laughs> but I mean, these guys just sort of outplayed their time yes. in yeah. San Francisco, right? I mean, that, that's um, well, essentially yeah. how it works, right? Yeah, like, well, you know what? These guys come in and they develop and they produce and they move on. But they gave you five solid years. They gave you playoff wins. They gave you tons of fun watching them play but that's a part of the process and what people have to understand because i know a lot of people are like dj's gone and that's a horrible mistake and all of this stuff like guys you got 172 d linemen it's one of the positions that they that they are so good at identifying players and developing players at it's it's like a linebacker on, on this team you got so many linebackers because of stuff about like Bobby Wagner leaving and everyone's talking about Bobby and, and Bobby Wagner coming. You know what? That If Bobby Wagner were, were to come, if he were to sign with the 49ers, would I be mad? No. You know, even back when the Fred Warner's the best linebacker, what was I saying? No, that's Bobby. Yeah. You know how I've always said Bobby Wagner is better than Fred. But guess what? We got Fred and Aziz yeah. <laughs> and Greenlaw. You don't yeah. you don't need Bobby Wagner because no. they they've they've identified guys and they've been so right in, in developing guys. You don't need that. So so back to so DJ. DJ, very good player. He's performed well. He has put himself in position to where the market is he can demand certain things from the market because no one gets paid what they're worth. You get paid what you can negotiate. And he is in a great negotiating position because several teams teams want his services the Niners don't have to pay him you don't have to pay him that much and and sometimes you have to do those things remember the the Kittle conversation a while back bro I told you I, I was just like hey great for Kittle but they didn't have to pay Kittle what they paid him that that's immediately what I thought about I'm like you know you know you say maybe five million maybe that maybe you maybe you can keep a DJ didn't, didn't I tell you when that when that come didn't yes. I tell you that down the road you're going to be looking at guys leaving and you're going to be like well man like they couldn't pay that wait they wouldn't weren't willing to pay dj 10 million and not well well 
you don't have it because you gave an extra two, three million here to this guy because there was no reason to set the market on Kittle. I said that at the time. There was no reason. You 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 pay him a dollar more than than um what was the guy? What's the other tight end? It was it was at the time it was in Kansas. It was, City. it was Hunter Henry, and then it was the other guy that went to that went to. Oh, Cleveland. that's right, that's right. It was Hooper. He had just gotten the contract, the the, the yeah. highest paid contract. Yeah. yeah. Because remember, Kelsey they, signed after Kittle. after it, and they didn't make Kel- They didn't try to make. Yeah, Kelsey they didn't try to. Yeah, it. they just put him right on top of those other guys. Yeah, you you don't have to set the market. There was no reason to do that with Kittle because, as I said at the time, nobody else was going to pay him that much. DJ's in a situation to where other teams, as we see, were willing to pay him that number. You gotta you gotta let it go, and that's a part of it. Fortunately, the team is in position to where. You have guys like Kinlaw waiting to play. You're going into the draft, and they've been really good at identifying guys in that manner and getting guys as free agents to come in and play. And, and you would imagine, I mean, that's been the case, right? Like, I mean, they always go get a big guy, right, um, in, in, in always, the draft. Right? They, 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 always. Always, they always do. So you would imagine that that's on the docket. But you talk about contingency plans, right? So DJ Jones leaves, uh-huh. Lakin Tomlinson um is on his way to the jets and okay, so Lincoln, we, we have, we, let me know when you're ready to talk about that one so so i i, I think the so jones goes what's, to the Broncos. Your, conting, what's your contingency plans what are you talking about so well you you mentioned it with 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 dj right it, it's it's ken law right man i mean he, yeah. he basically was out all of last season yeah. right so you're hoping he can come in and he can fill that fill that void mm-hmm. he can provide that all of a sudden ken law's all of a sudden, Kinlaw's replacing two dudes, right? Remember, he's supposed to replace Defoe. Now he's replacing Jones, right? Like, so yeah. I mean, how much production are you expecting to get out of this guy? That's neither <laughs> here nor there. Um, <laughs> and then on on the Lakin side, uh, Aaron Banks, right? I mean, he, yeah. he was he was he was one of their top picks last season, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't play, right? Uh, I mean, there was yeah. there's a lot it of questions. Everybody out. It freaks everybody out when a lot got of question mark. And, and, but it was the same thing with Ambry, though, right? It was like, okay, where is this guy? Right. Uh-huh. And, and Banks was taken higher than Ambry. Like there was a thought that Banks would come in and he would be a starter day one. Well, but now this is the difference between this is the difference between Banks and Ambry Thomas. The offensive line wasn't an issue. So uh, the guard position wasn't an issue. So since it's not a position, it's not an issue. There's no reason to force a guy into play. Um, and that would, that's what that would have been to, to take a guy off the field who's playing well, a veteran guy that understands the system that's playing well, that things are happening and working well. You take him off to change the chemistry to put someone in just because you drafted him. You don't have to play a guy just because you drafted him. In the secondary, guys were dropping like flies. They weren't playing well. You were getting guys off the street who weren't playing well. And you're like, why aren't these guys playing? That's when you throw, you drafted these guys to play. Like, okay, so I'm going to either get a guy off the street or I'm going to get the guy that I drafted and throw him in the, the way they did me, the way they did Merton. It, it was like, like you got to play. Well, they went to the street first before they so, went to So they went to the streets. So that's like, like you're like, no, like, guess what? It's your turn. Like, we're going to let the old heads play, and, and you know, we're going to let E. Wright play, and I'm going to let Pollard play. These guys have won a Super Bowl, and we know what they can do. But guess what? Now he's a little gimpy. He's like, E, you got to play. Like, that's it. This is bottom line. You, like, I'm, I'm throwing you in. Be ready. And that, that was that was the pep talk. 
So that's the difference. So now banks, yes. Why, why does Lakin go? And everyone's like, you have to pay Lakin. You have to do this. Two reasons. Number one, you just already touched on it. You already drafted his replacement. You've already drafted his replacement. It's like going crazy at the quarterback position. They've already got their quarterback in the building. So everyone's like, what's going to happen with Jimmy? Jimmy is going to go eventually. They already got the guy. They got the guy in the, in the, in the building. They drafted him. They're not, they're not going to trade Trey. So you know that. You had Banks, and Banks, you drafted him. Once upon a time, guess what? Old linemen, they would get drafted, and it'd be a few years before they hit the field. They would learn the system and everything before they put them out there. That wasn't one of those positions where you immediately threw guys out there, believe it or not, where no they, would, they, they would like work in and, and rotate and do some things, but it would be a while. Like some, like some of the best linemen in, in the 49ers history didn't necessarily step on the field day one as starters, like Steve Wallace and like I think Guy McIntyre. Um, I believe Harris Barton was a guy that was that way. You, you kind of work your way into it. Um, but – Let's go back to the guard position. The guard position is the easiest position to fill on the football field. You, you laugh. The easiest of all the positions. Of all, all of 22. All, of all the positions. It's the easiest position to fill. It's the easiest, it's the easiest one to, to find the guy that can do it. Okay, if I go draft, if I draft a tackle and he can't play tackle, because tackle is very difficult. What do I do? What do I do? Slide I move right him away. in. Yeah. If I draft a guy to be my center and he can't play center because he can't make the calls, he can, I move him. I move wow. him out to yeah. guard. I don't move him to tackle. I, I move him to guard. The tackles can't play left or right tackle. I move him in the guard. Why? Because you have the luxury of not being exposed. Yes, you're going to have to do the individual job, but while you're learning, you have a center that can help you. You have a tackle that can help you. So if I have those two guys that are good, I can I can kind of work with that. Unlike a wide receiver who can't play or a corner who can't play or a linebacker who can't play. When you start getting exposed like that, it's, it's much more difficult to fill those positions. It's harder to, fi to find them. So I, I can find a big dude that the other guys can help bring along. Yes, I want all the best players on my team, but that's an easier position to fill. Even if Banks can't play it, you can still fill that position. And there's no reason to have the highest paid guard in the league unless, unless you find yourself just sitting there with a Hall of Famer. Like I say, you know, if 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 the dude is just special, you'll know. You you'll know, like 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 looking at Trent. When you when you see that, you know, you know, and it doesn't take long to know. Yeah. And there have been players at that position that you see it, and you're like, okay, there was one up in Baltimore for a long time, and you're just like, okay, like you're like that's the truth, and and you do that, but you had already drafted Banks for a reason. They saw this coming. Yeah, I, no, there, there's something to that, I, I, obviously. And I think the thing about Lakin, though, I mean, I, look, I mean, he's a pro bowler last year, but mm -hmm. I, I think the the consistency, right? Like, I mean, he like he's he's there. He's, he's there every game. He's been in the lineup, like you know what I mean. And so I think there's something to mm -hmm. say for that, right? Well, well, there is something to say for that, but but part of that 
part of that something to say is that you drafted someone um, to replace him. <laughs> and because you you may have seen this coming again remember, well, i mean you saw he was probably he was gonna price himself out yes, right? i mean they got him, him for number, nothing yeah. and all of a sudden he became a starter right oh gee, yeah you got him for nothing you saw what it is and, and and this is something also people understand this is something that is really really difficult for an organization to do especially with with one of their players when you draft a guy and like you say you got him for a little nothing organizations tend to see you as that person where other teams will see you as the pro bowler. Your organization sees you as the seventh rounder that we drafted. They always see you that way. So they have a hard time visualizing paying you as that pro bowler, the way the rest of the league see you. That's a real thing. I, I, I lived it. No, no matter what I did as a 49er, I was the I was the kid from the little tiny Division two school that they felt like felt like they rescued. Like nobody else would have given you this opportunity. It didn't matter that I came in and I was starting. It didn't matter that I, that my stat I had the best stats at the at the position on that team early on in my career. I graded out the best at my position my my last three years there, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter that, I, you know, it was always, well, you haven't done this. Well, Griff has done this, or this guy's done this, and you haven't done it. And then when I did do it, well, you're not a starter. Okay, well, now you're a starter. Well, you haven't started enough years. Okay, well, you're not an all, you're not a pro bowler. Well, I made the pro bowl. Well, you're not all pro. You well, Okay, you're all pro. Well, you haven't won a Super Bowl. All of these things kept adding up. It was always something, something else, something else, because they always viewed me as that kid from Jacksonville State. So that is something that's an issue with Lakin, that I do believe that like it was a real thing. Like you, you yeah. don't, you can't. They they, you can't, they, res they rescued him basically, right? Yeah, I mean, and was, fundamentally, they can't see paying him that much money, and they already had. It, it, that's why you drafted his replacement. They already had his replacement that they, they they drafted at a higher position. Makes more sense to them. We will put this person into this place as opposed to paying that money to this player, regardless of his durability, his level of play. And fortunately for Lincoln, other teams saw that, and that's what they're looking at him on. They're not looking at him from where he came from. They're looking at him from where he is. Former former first-round pick of the Lions, they basically gave up on him. Niners essentially resurrect, resurrected his career, right? I mean, mm -hmm. they, they, they gave him that chance. They, they, they saw him, right? And, and so to your point, um, I mean, now, he, now he's a Jet. Uh, when we look at what else is going on, well, obviously free agency is going to play itself out. Um, something we didn't get to touch on last week, uh, Russ is gone, no longer in the division. I'm okay um, with that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only comment I got. I'm okay. Good. Uh, yeah, I I echo those sentiments. I'm I'm yeah. fi I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Russ was a problem, man. He, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I don't care whatever anybody says. Russ was a problem. He will continue to be a problem. Russ ain't going nowhere. Denver's about to be a problem. <laughs> Russ is a problem. I'm glad he's not in the division, man. Good. One less thing to worry about. I mean, you look you look at the. I mean, you, you lose a, a caliber player like that, though. I mean, there, there was all this talk for a while that the NFC West is the best division, best division in football. I think that takes a little bit of a hit now, right? I mean, you, would you agree? 
the with the, with the, re, with oh, the rebuilding yes, yes. the rebuilding that Seattle was in the process of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whatever Kyler's situation is in, in, in Arizona. Well, uh, they're a hot mess over there. So they just got to figure out what they're going to do. So that's going to be a mess. The Cardinals, I told you, that bird's on the side of your head. You're cursed. They, they, they won't figure it out. Um, so, I mean, yeah, this division is not it's not the same top to bottom. Um, the FC West is going to be a more competitive division top to bottom. And I mean, high end competition because people always talk about the NFC East is uh, so competitive, but yeah, it's, it's bottom dwellers, but I mean, you, you know, you're fighting to, to see who's going to be the 500 club there. This is going to, that's going to be a, I believe a highly competitive high end division. And, um, you're gonna have you're gonna have teams coming out of, out of that division competing for the Super Bowl the next few years. They're gonna they're they're gonna be that type caliber. Um, you, if you come through that gauntlet over there, playing well, you're gonna be able to play with the rest of the teams in the league. I, I, that's what I truly believe. The AF, I mean, the NFC West um, won't be far off talent base because Seattle. Let's see let's see what they put together and how quickly they can put it together. But the thing about the NFC West is that you still have the mindset of because number one, Kyle hasn't won it. So there's there's no doubt the hunger to win is there. McVay knows what it tastes like. And once you taste it, nothing else matters. And that's the same with Pete. So that's that's why it's going to it's not going to drop off far. Um, But losing rush. Yeah, that definitely changes. That changes the way you view playing within this division like if you look up and like we have the nfc west on our schedule this this year we got to go through that you're looking at it like okay wait maybe it's not you know not as tough yeah you know what i mean yeah 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 uh well i mean we shall see that that that's to be seen now that was sort of a shockwave uh sent through the league last week um before we get out of here restructuring of deals um armstead and kittle got their deals restructured What, Mm -hmm. what does that mean um, that me that means that oh, these are guys that you know you're going to be around, and that means like I've always told you, the salary cap means nothing. When you want to sign a guy, you find the room. You can always find a way to get room, and you can do you can do something. Salary cap is only an issue when you don't want to sign a guy. If you choose to sign a guy, DJ Jones. If you chose to, to sign DJ Jones, you could have restructured and signed DJ Jones before. You could have found the cap room and all these things. You had a contingency plan with all these other guys. Um, it's the same with Lincoln. So, that, so that's what I mean. That's all that shows you. You can always find guys restructure and and find ways to move on. Um, and it's it's not about them being overpaid, underpaid, or anything like that. The you have your core guys. These are core guys that you have already committed to, and that's what you do. You you utilize you utilize your core guys and their big salaries um, to be able to bring in the players that you feel are missing to help those key players win a championship. And that's all it is. So that's, that's expected next year. It'll be, it'll be um, Fred Warner. They'll, they'll, you know, they'll be restructuring his deal because he'll be on what year two or three of his deal. Right. Cause yeah, I believe year three. Yeah. And, and yeah. what did I tell you? Every, everything is a three-year deal in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're either you're either when you get to year three, they're either giving you you're either getting restructured oh, if you're really? making a ton of money, you're being asked. And that restructure is either they're going to push your money up front and extend you out so that they can keep you playing because they like you 
or they're going to tell you to take a pay cut <laughs> because they're not happy with what you're doing or you're getting released. Everything's a three-year deal in the NFL. So people, when you when you see these 10-year contracts, eight-year contracts, no, it's, everything is renegotiated. The average career in the NFL, a lifetime in the NFL is three years. And that's how the cycle goes. So that's that's all. It's just, it's just finding a way to get cap space and moving. That's why everybody was freaking out. The Niners aren't doing anything. And I was like, people, like, like you do realize they have plenty of time to get what they need. All the free agency, there's an entire draft. And the other part is that they have a good roster. They don't need a lot. <laughs> they, they don't they don't have to go out yeah. and everyone's like they're not getting big name guys no you know what they're doing they're creating big name guys nobody Debo is now a big name guy yeah Bosa is a big name guy Fred Warner is a big name guy and 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 they're, they're going to continue to do that create big name guys within their roster they did Kittles the big name that they created that, you know, I mean, that 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 the system, don't, of course, is those players' talent. So no one get that twisted. It's the players' talent. But that, but that's what I'm saying. They don't have to go out and buy big names if you if you do it the correct way. And if you've done it the correct way, drafted correctly, raised guys, you don't have the money. If <laughs> if if their if their linebackers suck, if their linebacking core suck, guess what? They'd be able to go out and get a big time free agent. Yeah, because they wouldn't have had to pay Fred Warner. They'd be they wouldn't have had to for a Bobby Wagner. Yeah, absolutely. Bobby, yeah, they they could go get Bobby Wagner. They'd have the money for him if they hadn't had to give it to Fred because he played well enough to deserve it. They would if they they could go out and they could go out and say, you know what, we really like the kid up in Green Bay, and we can go do that. But instead, we're like, ah, uh, you know what, we kind of think we like what we can do with Debo. So we don't really need to go out and put big money into that guy. Now I'm, I'm tripping when I see people saying that they're going to pay him like 30, 35 million a year. I'm like, like, like I like, okay. Now I ain't trying to mess with anybody's money. I'm just like looking at the system and I'm just like, I don't see how that's going to happen just based on what well, uh, I mean, you know, the, the cap's going up, you know, well, I know cap's going up, but I'm just still just looking at what a Devonte Adams and the guys like that in the league are getting, and I and you know I I've said no, I mean, that, it. I'll that's say it again. I like Debo. I like yeah. Debo. Love Debo. I'm glad he's on our team. I like everything that Debo can do. But Debo, guys, I'm I'm just telling you when you're when you are that utility player, it costs you in a negotiation because you can't say Debo is the best. And that's gonna that's what's gonna cost him. But yes, he can play running back. Yeah, he's a wide back. He can play wide running back. He can play wide receiver. Okay. Well, is he the best running back? No. Is he the best wide receiver? No. So why do you want me to pay you like the best? So you're trying to say combine those two and make you the highest paid because you can do both of the things, but you're not the best at either one of those. So yeah. now if I start breaking you down in both categories, wait a minute, you're gonna be middle of the pack at both of them so if you're middle of the pack at both of them you so i, I should give you middle of the pack money mm, that part then that's that's what happens in these negotiations like okay we can combine your middle of the pack money it's still not going to make you the highest pay that's what happens and that, that's that's the part that the fans well look we, we saw this with um 
with uh with Khalil Mack a few years ago, right? It was like, are you a linebacker or are you a DE? You know, yes. and it was like, okay, well, I, you know, I want DM money. Well, well, you're a linebacker, you know, linebackers yeah. don't get paid that much. And you're like, well, linebackers also don't sack the quarterback as much as I do, right? So it was, you know, this this huge, this huge back yes. and forth. But it's I mean, that's that's always the excuse though for you know projecting these big time salaries. Oh, the cap's exactly. going up, the cap's going up, it'll be fine. Yeah, it's going, it's going up, but yeah, yeah, but people they, yeah, they get they get way too caught up in that. I'm like, like, like you guys realize there are a bunch of quarterbacks don't make 35 million a year, and y'all don't give it to you. And I'm like, like, that's not gonna happen. That part. Like that's not gonna happen because because if you give if you give your if you give your just think about this, regardless of how much you love Debo, if you pay Debo. And I guess I know what they're going to say. You just said it. I already know before I say that. <laughs> if you pay Debo $35 million, You can't give Trey a dime less. Thank you. Not a dime less. No, 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 not, not a dime less. You're going to have to give Trey at least $15 million more. There you go. You're going you're gonna to have to give Trey. You're gonna, the, the, the starting starting numbers are going to fall at 50. So like they, they know that. Yeah. So now, so now you're giving Trey Mahomes money, right? If he if he plays, if he does anything, if he if he performs like you're expecting him to perform, yeah. you're gonna have to pay him. Yeah, you're gonna have to pay him fifty million. Yeah. And then you're gonna so so you so think about that. You're gonna have half of your salary cap <laughs> tied up. Cause remember, because remember now, you still have the rest of the team. Yeah. You have the rest of the team. There, you'll have eighty million dollars into two players. There's some dude yeah, named Bo, named Bosa out there that that's got something to say about that, right? Thank you. And I, what have I told you? That's the only untouchable on the team. Yeah. That's the only untouchable. I can let Trey go. I'll let Trey go before Bosa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh-uh, I told you that's that's the only one. Your Bo, Bosa is a certified Hall of Famer. I can see it already. It is happening. There's you keep him in the colors as long as you possibly can, because that dude, what you see when he's on the field, you saw it as a rookie. You saw it this year. Yeah, he got hurt. Injuries happened. You know, I told you the only week overheads. We used to always say the only way you'll get in double digit years <laughs> playing defense is to spend one on IR. You got to spend some time <laughs> on IR because your body, the human body, is not designed to run into human beings. And your body's gonna break down, so you don't. You, you got. I got mine. You, you don't play double digit years. Yeah, you got to spend some time on IR. Running and banging into people, and this dude's a big D lineman banging into people. It's gonna happen. You but Bosa, I, I have. I think Bosa is going to the only player. The only player since I've been not while I was playing because it's different when you're playing. You don't see it that way. But since I've been out of the league and watching and analyzing and, and being around teams and watching the only player D lineman I have seen that the Niners have had that I would remotely say at this career was better than Bosa was Alden Smith, mm. Alden Smith. And he, he said, he said, and he knows it. And we talked about it. I've talk, had personal talks with them, you know, his drinking, and and just everything, the pressure, everything that got to him, it 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 got him off the rails. Alden Smith was he was the best defensive lineman, and just the way he he's he the close that that kid came in the league, he was the closest thing I'd seen to Charles Haley ever. He 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 looked like Charles Haley as a rookie. 
the way the, and 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 Charles, I told you how I feel about Charles. Charles did more to, to affect a, a football game than any player I was around ever, ever, other than Jerry Rice. He did, he did. That's the only player I knew that had more effect on a football game than Charles Haley was Jerry Rice. And and Alden was like him. That that dude was special. Bosa is a tick off of that. Yeah, my first and only time at Candlestick. Niners Colts, I want to say 2013, maybe. Uh, leave Candlestick, go back to the hotel, and Auden's talking to the media, and he said this is going to be his last game before he took off. He was going to go on a, a little bit of a hiatus to rehab, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Um, and things kind of never really happened yeah. for him, you know, after yeah. that. But uh, no, he, I mean, he was special. And, and even, I mean, you even saw glimpses of it. I want to say a season ago in his return with the Cowboys, right? He, he was showing a little bit of something. Um, but yeah, nah, uh, no, no arguments on that here. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what other dominoes fall for the Niners yeah. here in free agency. Uh, got the draft coming up here soon. How long is Jimmy G going to be around? Uh, that Brady guy is back. Cap's working out. I mean, so many things going on that are somewhat Niner related, uh, going on throughout, throughout the league. So, uh, so we shall see. Uh, make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a, a like or a follow button, feel free to hit that like or follow button on your particular podcast subscription service. We're on YouTube as well, ED. So go ahead, uh, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. You got something else? No, that's it. You good? All right. So. For my partner, Super Bowl champion, Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe In Podcast on the on Believe. We're just Believe. Just Believe. That's it. That's it. We will see y'all next week. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.